Welcome to the Gateway Ministry School Life of Leadership Podcast. Hear from our Gateway Ministry School speakers as they share insights into their unique leadership experience. We hope this episode will enhance and contribute to your leadership journey. Welcome to another episode of the Gateway Ministry School Life of Leadership Podcast. That is a tricky acronym. Yeah. I'm not even going to try and... I don't think we even tried an acronym. No, I wouldn't try and, and add an acronym to that. It'd be too long. Tab, it's great to see you again. Always good to see you, It Sam. feels like it's been some time between drinks for us. Not that we drink while we're doing this podcast, but... Tea, we drink lots of tea. Here, yeah, lots of tea, yeah. lots of water, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Right. Uh, it's good to see you again. Great to see you too. Did you have a good Easter? I did. We yeah. went um, camping and it was very wet and got bogged a few times. Nice. But that's okay. That's what camping is, right? Well, be kind of. Yeah, my, okay. my children had to clean the car afterwards, so... I say, they say, don't do for. it again. <laughs> yes. Very good. Mm. So, we have a, a special guest with us today and I'm going to throw it over to you to introduce him. Great friend of yours. Uh, over many years, uh, before we hit record, you guys were trying to work out how long you've known each other for. Yeah. Why don't you tell us I about I really can't guest. pinpoint the time. I pinpoint the time when we first met, which is at Groundswell. So, who we have with us today is Mr. Joe Luton. Welcome, Hello. Joe. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Very excited to be on the podcast. I know. And um, I was just saying before um, that I'm going to feel a little bit intimidated because you're like the king of podcast. Oh, no, and, not um, at all. <laughs> <laughs> I dabble, but I'm not the king. You dabble. I know a guy who's the king, but it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> We're the king in Brisbane <laughs> for oh, Christian podcasts. Just tell that? your friends, like, subscribe, of course. You know. Yeah, of course. yeah, there yeah, you go. Good. We can good do your ad later on, Joe. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great to have you with us. Joe, I think we met first at this crazy Christian community concert thing called Groundswell back in the day. That's we a flashback. Yeah, we will not name the year because it will reveal all of our ages. It was last century though. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. If you're listening, today is um, 28th of April 2022. So you can work that out. Yeah. Um, but Joe and I probably in the last few years have connected and um, our friendship kind of grew around the time um, probably just exchanging ideas with each other about, um, you know, life with God, life in the church, what that looks like. How do we lead others to come to know mm. Jesus? How do we help our fellow Christian brothers and sisters, you know, grow stronger in their relationship with Jesus? And there's no better person to talk um, to than Joe on these oh, um, topics. What and, an intro, um, mate. Yeah, that's a My rough, expectations just went I right know. through the roof. I mean, I'm pretty high already. <laughs> I, think, I didn't know who you're talking about, but I want to hear this person. This is amazing. Oh, it's me. Oh, no. It's a lot of pressure. Um, what just you... to dampen down expectations, then I can surprise. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go. No, I just, I love um, the energy that you bring to ministry, Joe, and I know the sacrifice that you give um, um, to the body of Christ. Um, what I love most about you is this insane amount of knowledge that you hold in your little pretty head. Um, just it's not a little or pretty, I just like for the record, <laughs> but I appreciate the sentiment. You just have this um, depth to understanding and, and it is because you're widely read, but I do believe it is because you are spiritually um, in tune with the Holy Spirit and that everything you read, you're seeing it through um, God's eyes. And, and I think that's your posture. And I think you have such an inquisitive mind, a curious mind, and I think God delights in um, showing you and revealing things to you, which then us here at Gateway Ministry School and in other places benefit from that. Yeah. We benefit from your curiosity, your questions with God, and you sitting with God. And um, so today um, in our session at Gateway Ministry School, um, you talked a lot about spiritual 
giftings and um, disciplines and um, growth, just our spirituality as Christians. So anyway, that's my introduction Joel, to Joe. Joel, I just that that for sure is the longest introduction. Of a <laughs> so sorry, had, yeah, so sorry. So we didn't say anything. <laughs> that's all we've got time for on the podcast. Yeah, yeah so great. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Us. I'll see you next time. Cue the end credits. In saying yeah, okay. that, over to you, Sam. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Sam, and thanks, Joe. Pleasure. Mate, that was a great intro. I've never had an intro like that before. Oh, um, I should be so lucky. Like, it's if, awesome. If half of that's true, I'm doing well. <laughs> but why don't you, for those who like myself, I mean, I've met you a couple of times. Uh, for those who are listening who have no idea who Joe Luton is, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, your family, uh, yeah. where you work, that sort of thing, and give yes. us a picture. Uh, my name's Joe. I'm married to uh, Penny. She's amazing. In fact. She and I met on a um, combined beach mission between Gateway and uh, mm. my church at the time, Kenmore Baptist, which is now River Life, which I'm still a part of. So, yeah, missionary dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both believers, so I wasn't really missionary dating. So we got four <laughs> kids. Um, my eldest is about to be 17. My youngest, she's about to turn 10. So that's exciting. Mm. We're in the throes of high school and learners' permits and all sorts of things. So life is full and rich and amazing. And, you know, you learn a lot on the job when it comes to parenting. Um, so that's really exciting. <laughs> Um, for my my work, I work at River Life Baptist Church. I'm the uh, pastor of spiritual formation, which is all around discipleship and teaching and uh, helping to equip both our leadership team and our church community to effectively disciple others, to have um, thoughtful and robust theology and ministry practice and what they do. And so uh, I, I love it. It's, it's amazing. I basically get to do what Sav said earlier. I get to be inquisitive and learn and then just tell other people what I learned. Uh, and that seems to be working so far uh, mm. thank you lord for that happening um yeah i also currently just get to help out in a bunch of other areas um and yeah i love music i love reading i love all sorts of things but yeah that's a little bit of me no it's good joe so i know uh from uh being relatively new to gateway myself i'm coming up on a year how much of a blessing you've been to gateway as well so we appreciate your generosity beyond the four walls of river life thank you um uh so you i just was listening in on a session that you took uh, our students through on spiritual gifts my, my first question just to get right and dive right into it yep. mate um how and why do we complicate spiritual gifts oh how uh count how many years it's been since the first pentecost and that's probably how many complications we've made why is a very uh good question excellent question look i think i'll I'll step back i think for me my kind of a low-level ministry philosophy, maybe a, like a, a blanket that I like to have on my ministry, is uh, I find it in Acts at the Council of Jerusalem. Look, it seems good to me and to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, the, those early church leaders, their their level of discernment ended up sounding like we were so comfortable with God's presence, with mm-hmm. His leading, and what He was communicating to us. Look, it seemed good to me, and it seemed good to Him. I just love that level of. It's not familiarity that breeds contempt. It's intimacy that that brings relationship. And for me, I think wow, that's my desire is to find a place where ministry and life feels like that. Mm. You know, I don't get it every day. Like once a week would be nice, you know. Uh, but that's my goal. And I think um, if you look at our spiritual lives, our spiritual journeys through a filter of our relationship with God is so intimate and so close that it seems, I know what seems good to him. I can tell what he likes and what he doesn't like. And that becomes very simple then about decision-making, about discerning what to do and where to go. Um, When it comes to spiritual gifts, I think we complicate them by... I'm probably going to say some controversial things. So if you've got complaints, please email Sav Cameron at Gateway. Um, But look, I think for me, we complicate it because uh, for a few reasons. One, I think we take what um, 
The impression I get from the, the breadth, particularly of the New Testament depiction of how God works in his community through his spirit for his purposes, for his kingdom to be established, is that I don't think they're trying to define or be definitive in when they describe the work of the Holy Spirit. As we are just talking in the session, you know, we get the classical lists of, of gifts of the Spirit, um, you know, in, in Corinthians, in Romans, and stuff in Peter. Um, but I think, you know, we get these weird things like the end of Mark's gospel where it says, and signs will accompany those who believe. And there's drinking poison. And there's Paul mm. getting bitten by snakes and not dying. And like all of this random stuff that is like, is that a spiritual gift? Well, we know it's a sign. And we know that the signs have to come from the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Because otherwise, like there's no, it's nothing apart from that. And so I think what the writers of the New Testament are trying to lead us to is that God has given us a gift and that's his Holy Spirit. It says in Acts 10 that it's the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to do what he needs to do. And he wants to use us and we're blessed to be part of the journey. And, uh, you know, Randy Clark, an amazing scholar and a guy who really has pressed in and learnt a lot about how to minister in the Holy Spirit. You know, he uses the phrase, I just want to be the donkey he rides in on, you know, yeah. like, yeah. It's, like that's, I want to be a coin in his pocket and he can spend me how he sees fit. You know, I think John Wimber first coined that phrase coin. Huh. It's a good pun. Yeah. <laughs> you like that. Um, but, well yeah, and, but that's the mentality. Is, and mm. I think that's how we complicate it is that we mm. make it more than that. Mm. Instead of being, hey, God, I am just, I, I'm so, I'm so in love with you and I'm so determined to be about what you called me to. That I don't care what it looks like. It doesn't have to be this, that or the other. It'll just be whatever you tell me to do today. Mm. Uh, and then we look back over our ministry lives, our personal lives, and we see these threads. Oh, hang on. I, I seem to keep praying for people and they get healed. Or I just keep seeming to understand how to plan something that suddenly brings kingdom fruit. Oh, or maybe I've got a gift of administration or mercy or healing or whatever. Mm. And so I think it's easy to look back and see our gifts and try and go, okay, I've been given this gift of healing. And so mm. then I have to manufacture opportunities. I, I think in all of the gifts, I think God gives us an invitation to, to actually pursue them. And Paul says that in mm. Corinthians. He earnestly desire, he seek the, the, these gifts. But I think instead of, and why I say that is that I think the other complication is that we start to define ourselves by our mm. gifts and, and God doesn't. Mm. He doesn't mm. go, oh, hey, that's that's Sam the leader. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's Sav the prophet. Yeah. Oh, that's Joel, who's the, the amazing administrator. He's, I know he's more than administration, but he's recording the podcast. You know, he, <laughs> God doesn't say, because you're my son. Mm. You're my daughter. You're yeah. my child. Yeah. You're my beloved. He, like it's what he says to Jesus in Matthew 3 is true of us too, that we're his beloved child whom he loves and in mm. us he's yeah. well pleased. Yeah. And as soon as we start going, I'm defined by the fact that I'm an effective evangelist. We're missing that that comes after that's mm. the add-on and i think we complicate it by defining ourselves so then we have to become protective mm. we can get jealous we can get you know we can get prideful we can fall into all these things which is the traditional traps of leadership mm. all of these mm. things because we define ourselves by something other than how god defines us so i think that's how we complicate it often yeah oh wow that's so good mate that's so good um so let me ask you this then, although I'm, I'm still processing, I'd love to have the spiritual gift of being bitten by snakes and not dying. I reckon that would <laughs> right. be a cool spiritual <laughs> gift to have. And they weren't even in Australia. Like yeah, that, right. That's there you go. not in a Australia. gift for a nation. I don't know what is. You can make a lot of money off that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> See, well, there's also that, you know, yeah, Simony, no, that's, that's a thing. Yeah, but you, you read Acts, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So if you were to, if you were to capture, like I, when I looked at the at the uh, the roster for GMS this semester this this semester this term, and I saw Joe Luton um, spiritual gifts, like say, what was the title? Discerning your spiritual gifts. Yeah. Or something. Fr from that angle, if you were writing the book like Oof. spiritual gifts for dummies by Joe Luton, to get people on that 
on that train of thought, on that on that pathway, what what are your chapter titles? What's what's the outline of that oh, book? Um, I think I, I have to start with um, what's the real gift, which is the Holy oh, Spirit. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably leave with something after that uh, provocative and challenging, like you're not a prophet. Just helping people understand that you know we don't define ourselves by those mm. very small number of gifts, those Ephesians four office mm-hmm. gifts that are equippers mm. that actually build up the, the church for the work of ministry. Everyone's got a gift, and some people are called, but everyone gets to play. And so that's mm. another chapter. Everyone gets to play. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. ripping that off John Wimber though. So <laughs> copyright to him. Yeah, um, yeah I think. Um, uh, I think really there's going to be chapters around identity. Like that's absolutely key. I think if we, and this is the challenge in any of these Mm -hmm. things, if we come to these things with big question marks, big gaps in our actual personal Mm -hmm. identity, then we're going to start filling in with all these other things. It becomes Mm -hmm. an absolute train wreck. And it's like, so, you know, the train wreck of spiritual gifts in your church, that might be a great (laughs) chapter. Um, That would be great. uh, Healing for leaders who have experienced people using their spiritual gifts. (laughs) That's another (laughs) chapter. Um, (laughs) You know, Peter Wagner's written this great book on pastors and prophets working together so there's got to be a chapter on that yeah, uh, yeah which yeah. Yeah, traditionally they don't i'd read uh, that chapter yeah yep. it's really good yep. uh yeah that, that, that's that's my synopsis seven mm. chapters i think that's all i need right to get the book deal that's good of course yeah, you know. yeah fantastic <laughs> so if you're a publisher let me know uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, the, the way i'm hearing you talk I, I don't know if these these this works but it's almost as if what I'm hearing you say is that the, the, the lists of spiritual gifts are more descriptive than prescriptive. I think so. Look, I, look and don't burn me as a heretic. I, I'm not doubting scripture. Oh, but sure. I, the, the impression I get from how it's portrayed, particularly across Paul's writings, mm. who spends more time than, than pretty much the rest of uh, the New Testament authors on it, I, I don't see... I don't feel like he's trying to restrict what God's doing and what God can do. Yeah. Uh, I get the impression that in the context of particularly Corinthians, where he's writing a lot of this, he's trying to help a church that is seeing the the spirit move. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of young slash immature believers who are experiencing God moving Mm. and it's just a train wreck. Mm. It's like, Mm. it's a dumpster fire. It's like, it's going (laughs) terribly. Mm. There's people just treating each other poorly. There's people taking advantage of these, these gifts of grace freely given that they're using it for their own purposes. Mm. It's just a mess. Like it's, and so he, I feel like he's, what he's trying to say is, look, this is all from God Mm. and I'm not trying to find everything. I'm trying to let you know that whatever it is that he's doing, it's Mm. from him. Yeah. And that's the key. And so, and not to be revisionist in any sense, but the reality is that we see people moving in spiritual gifts which aren't listed in scripture mm. specifically. Mm. You know, um, we have this kind of running joke in, in some of my small groups that there's, uh, it's now at Spotify, it used to be the iTunes anointing, where you'd be in a, in a worship time and mm. then we start to pray for one another and all of a sudden this song comes on that's exactly what you've just been praying for the last two minutes for someone. <laughs> wow. And then the same lyrics, I mean, I did, it's, it's on yeah. shuffle, it's on random, so I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, God speaks through songs, but mm. there's, that's, is that just the Psalms? Is it something else? Is it Paul and Corinthians saying greet each other in, in the other, his other writings? Psalms arms hymns but like you know there's people that uh have experienced all sorts of different expressions of spiritual gifts that don't contradict scripture mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily described like that in scripture yeah. and so for me the heart behind it is not to go well you're reading paul wrong the heart for me behind it is to go i don't want anyone to see our creator god and go i'm going to restrict him to these yeah. lovely three by three grid and all oh, that's a motivational gift and it's not my ministry gift mm-hmm. and so i'm not mm-hmm. going to go near that 
I think God wants to do what he wants to do and he gives gifts according to his purposes yeah. for his purposes and I just want to be on board with whatever he wants to do and so if he's going to give me the ability to read Hebrew please Lord bring it <laughs> but if he, does, if he wants yeah. me to learn it then I'll learn it yeah. if he needs me to be translated to another country and I can minister in Swahili because that's what he's calling to I'll take it if he wants me to stay here in Brisbane if he wants me to heal to tell the good news whatever like I just want to be open to him yeah. and I think I think it can become a protection for us to go, well, this is my gift, which means I don't have to worry about that gift. So I've got this great gift of mercy so I don't have to tell people about Jesus because evangelism is so scary. Or, look, I've got this gift of encouragement so I don't want to pray for healing because what mm. happens if they don't get healed? As opposed to God maybe going, hey, look, I want to use you. Mm. If you're willing and available, I'm going to use you. Yeah. And we might look back on our lives mm. and go, hey, I maybe have a gift of healing because people get healed. Mm. Maybe I have a gift of mercy because I walk up to someone and like I can lift the burdens off their life. Mm. So, mm. yeah. I, I, so, That's I hope you hear my heart yeah. in that. I, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just The impression I get is that Paul's not trying to be exhaustive. Yeah. He's trying to be invitational. Yeah, this definitely. is the stuff that the Holy Spirit does when we give him permission. Yeah. Unreal. I love that, Joe. I think it can go the other way too, right? Like where we might restrict ourselves to a gift and then therefore ignore the other gifts. Yeah. Or the other way is we f- focus so much on our gift that it becomes our identity, which yeah. you kind of referred to before. I think let just for a moment to help our listeners, we have so many tests out there <laughs> yeah. for so many things and spiritual gifts is one of them right yeah. and pretty much on every church website there's a point to if you want to know more and discover more go and do mm. these tests we do it here too so can you give us a little bit of a guide as to how Ooh, wow. to kind of take those tests and apply it mm. um i i love them all um but i find mm. them to be um uh I don't ever want to restrict people from doing this stuff, but sometimes I find that if people, this is the problem with the democratization of information, so that <laughs> anyone can get anything. Mm-hmm. And out of context of healthy community without mature, wise Christians to help people discern it, these things become horrific mm-hmm. tools, mm-hmm. like they become weapons in people's hands. Because I think the reality is, um, they're so significantly influenced by the place that they're sourced from, the theological and denominational tradition that they come out of, mm. that mm. particular church person leader whatever's particular preference for ministry you know all these kind of things significantly influence them that being said they're super helpful because um i know for my background and growing up and maybe you know as you're listening it's different for you but for me we just didn't talk about it quite often Mm -hmm. if we did and not in a way that i understood how to engage with it and so i think a helpful thing about spiritual gifts inventories and tests is it raises the conversation Mm. the challenge in that then is they're often quite aspirational and so you know there's things that like uh some gift tests one of the ones i like actually lists martyrdom as a spiritual Mm. gift which you know a lot of people praying that that and celibacy are the ones that no one ever wants Uh, (laughs) please no but i'm like well how do you how do you know because not to be flippant but in reality Mm. that's a one shot Mm -hmm. spiritual gift like i don't practice that i don't train for that Mm -hmm. that's a god thing to to yeah. become a man, are you talking about martyrdom or, yes, or celibacy? No, celibacy. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, touche. Um, but you know what I mean? So, like, you know, um, they are uh, quite aspirational mm. by definition because mm. if we haven't yet experienced it, 
I don't know. So it's like, do you sure. desire to have a spiritual prayer language or to speak other languages that you didn't learn? Yeah, I'd love to, but I don't do it yet necessarily. Maybe I do. So it's already confirmed. So I didn't need to do the test or I haven't experienced it. So yeah. <laughs> or I go, oh, I do not <laughs> want to do that stuff. That <laughs> sounds terrifying. So I think they're helpful using the context of a discipleship relationship yeah, where there's people... Good. Things like GMS, things like mm. small groups, things like courses or leadership development or, you know, a youth ministry, whatever, but where there's a context to go, okay, what did it say? What did you feel like the Lord was telling you? It's like, oh, I, I don't know, but I kept, everyone keeps telling me that I got this gift. Mm. I was talking to one of the guys today and he's like, I don't know, I haven't done the test yet. I won't mm-hmm. say his name so he doesn't get into trouble. It's okay. I've got a few messages but, in between that but he said, telling but me they've done it. <laughs> I think I know what I've got because people just keep coming up to me and telling me and I don't know if I even want that gift. I'm like, well, you're probably already using it. You just don't know. Yeah. Um, but so I think they're great because they open the conversation and they're powerful when used in a relationship because I think it gives opportunity for people to think differently and God has to come out of that box that most of us like to put him in because that's safer when he's in the box. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're, they're fine. Use them, but mm-hmm. use them wisely use them with um, discernment to grow yeah. the church because the reality of spiritual gifts is they're designed to grow the church yeah, yeah. yeah they're designed good. to bless yeah. to edify yeah. to strengthen to see god glorified and people grow in their likeness mm. of christ mm. i love that joe and i i really appreciate the um always pointing us back to doing things in community mm. and to remain true to the fact that it is the holy spirit that gives us these gifts so he's the one that we desire and whichever gifts mm. he chooses to give us or to, um learned for us to learn to grow into um is is his doing mm-hmm. it's just our surrender to that it diffuses uh, so many of the problems that first question yeah. I mean, if we yeah, get for that sure, for we sure. i think that, so too if we got love is central man 90 percent of the problems we have around this area yeah. we just go yeah, i do find yeah. one, one positive thing for me personally and i'll go back to you sam is i i do find some of these tests what it does for someone like me is um when you kind of have had the experience and and you kind of reading it oh that happened in acts and it's kind of happening here and Mm. um what it does i think which can help people who are listening to is it can give language to some of the things that you um don't quite understand but also it can be a tool that can be really affirming Mm. um instead of confusing you so i think this is probably a note to take is all these things are done to to help us understand ourselves better, understand who God is better. Mm. It's not really there for us to latch on to become our our identity per yeah. se, but it's a tool that God gives us. And um, I, I found it really releasing, knowing my enneagram, knowing some mm. of those things. Not to say I'm tied to that or be defined by it, but it does give me language and explanation as to the mm. way I'm wired and created. Yeah, exactly. So, Absolutely, awesome. I, my mind's just going to just that last bit of the discussion there. Uh, when the disciples come back after they've been sent out and say to Jesus, even the demons submitted to us wow, and, okay. and Jesus goes, I saw Satan fall, but hey, just let me remind you, don't rejoice in that. Yeah. Rejoice in the fact that your name's written in heaven. So the joy doesn't come from the gift. It comes yeah. from the gift giver of the gift. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the heart of what yeah. you're really saying there. Look- I think I think the challenge in a lot of this is depending on your your background and your particularly the stream of church that you're a part of, we have this terrible tendency and if you read any church history you'd know this we tend to we let the pendulum swing yeah in these these really yep. wide arcs and you know there'll be whole generations or multiple generations where it's like stop seeking the gifts just seek the giver you know and then it switches and it's like if you're not using your gifts then you're disobedient and you yeah. don't even know jesus yeah. yeah and you're matthew 7 you say lord lord and drive out demons and he doesn't even know you mm. you know and so you get these kind of pendulum swings i think what's valuable is i see that um it's happening more and more. I see it around the world that God's bringing strong, thoughtful, 
practical theology and practice together. Yeah. And that's where we can bring these things together. We don't have to swing from one to yeah, the other. Yeah. We don't have to be all word or all spirit or all teaching or all practice. Mm. We actually do these things together. Yeah. Um, the, the vineyard movement coined this beautiful term, the radical middle, where it's not, mm. we don't negotiate either. We bring them both together mm. in the middle. Mm. And, and I think for me, my encouragement is if you're wrestling with what these things look like, read church history. Because mm. We've wrestled with this stuff for 2,000 years. If you're having a discussion or a fight over some theology or practice of ministry, I guarantee you're not the first person to have sure. this discussion. Yeah, that's that's and there's, there's richness in that. And like you said, Sav, with the getting language to talk about stuff, and there's so much richness, richness there that I think we're just not in the habit of actually learning and growing. Maybe this yeah. is my weirdly inquisitive mind, but I'm like, wow, this has all happened before. We can learn from that. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah, for sure. for you know? sure. Yeah. That's good, mate. Um, so this is the title of this podcast is Life of Leadership. Yeah. I think I think we've established that all believers receive the gift of the Spirit, mm. and therefore there's a manifestation of gifts mm. in that. Um, not everyone would call themselves a leader, though. Not every follower of Jesus would call themselves a leader. Mm. What, what's the overlap between Ooh. spiritual gifts and leadership? That there's some thoughts around wow. that. That's a great question. Wow. I, um, what to say on that? I think uh, I think obviously there's definitely the Holy Spirit empowers people who are leaders and that there's a, there's a gifting in that space. Um, there's definitely, um, you see that throughout scripture, you see spirit empowered leaders. I mean, I, I think potentially it's not always the way that we culturally would celebrate leaders. Uh, I think acts again is a beautiful illustration that, that, uh, when it's, when it's too much work for the apostles to wait on tables mm. for the widows and the, for the poor, they look for godly people who are full of the spirit, yeah. who are leaders, who yeah. are demonstrators of what it looks like to do the work of waiting on the tables mm. they become deacons you know that's where we get the word from and so um i think it doesn't always look like the guy or the woman up front who's got the mic and the message and the white sneakers yeah. you know uh, i think <laughs> i think leadership looks like where i take what god's put in me and i influence others towards his purposes so i think it has to be a spiritual gift it has to be an expression of the holy spirit otherwise we're building people towards ourselves in saying that for people who are leaders already and you define yourself as a leader first Define yourself as a child of God first. Mm -hmm. See the early part of the podcast, but um, in that, I think um, as I was saying to the to the cohort today, um, I don't think we need another generation of leaders who have a list of spiritual gifts on the back of their business card or <laughs> have the plaque on their wall next yeah. to their diploma from the ministry school. Uh, I, I think we need leaders who know how to use the gifts that they've been given, yeah, and great. you know, to those who are called to lead, lead. Yeah. Those who are called to, to preach, preach. Yeah. Those who are called to serve, serve. Just do the thing that you're effective in doing. But in the midst of that, I think, like I said before, this is where we need to see the the actual supernatural work of God, mm. that we don't need another bunch of people who just do their own stuff the best way they can. We need people who are ready to for God to do his work through mm. them. Because if we want to see supernatural fruit, people saved from eternal darkness and mm. people set free into the, who they're called to be, then that needs to be God's work. It's not yeah. ours. Yeah. Um, I, I think if we're leaders, um, again, I think I'm pretty sure I'm quoting, I think it's Bill Johnson or someone. I don't know. I've heard it and I've used it so many times now. <laughs> I should it's have Joe paid Luton. royalties. It's Joe me, yeah. says. But like, yeah. you know, if people come to me expecting to encounter God and they just get me, that's mm. underwhelming at best. Mm. Mm. <laughs> if you're a leader and they, and people see that you as a spiritual leader, as someone who's leading people towards Jesus, and they come and just get you and your best mm. you, even on your best day, that's not what they need. They need Jesus. Yeah. And so, you know, um, 
whether you know what your gifts are, whether leadership is your entire definition of your spiritual gift, if the Holy Spirit's not empowering it, then I, I just I think we need to go back to Him and find out how He's going to do that for us to be effective in our leadership. Mm. And so that's where we don't have the issues that we're seeing today in leadership. If, if it's about God, then it's going to be like Jesus, which is mm. humble, mm. which is patient, which is mm. kind and loving gentle mm. he's slow to anger he's abounding in love he's going to forgive and forgive and forgive 70 times 7 like this is the heart of christ and mm. if as leaders we're not supernaturally being conformed to that likeness yeah. then we're kind of missing the point yeah <laughs> you know yeah that's great mm. no that is a, that is a good note to finish on mate uh, mm. thanks so much for your time oh, thanks for your pleasure. investment yeah. outside of river life into other churches oh. around the place and it's been a joy and, and sav i need to go and find me some white sneakers yeah, I was looking around the room. Actually, Joel almost has white sneakers on, but um, I've gone the RMs today, not the white sneakers. Oh, you know. It's not a, it's <laughs> not a <laughs> night service; it's the daytime. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think RM are the white sneaker equivalent in the Baptist movement. Yeah, of, well, of, uh, I wore them Queensland. today. I had to borrow a pair so that I could fit in. Yeah, no, I didn't. You <laughs> <laughs> and Pastor Jason so, Nelson wore the hallway. So I become got all these sort of people, and there you go. God well done. Some, you, you, know? you wore your gateway outfit. Yeah, check it, check it, RMs. Well done. Yeah, very good. Thanks so much, Joe. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Good on you, mate. Great to have you, Joe. Thank you for tuning in to the Gateway Ministry School Life of Leadership podcast. Follow us for more chats with experienced leaders. For more information on Gateway Ministry School, please head to our website at gatewaybaptist.com.au forward slash GMS.